0: Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
2: Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of A Change in Attitude. Yes, we are back. Episode nine, I believe, is what we last counted off at. I, th- I think it's nine. Number nine. It's nine. Number and that's nine.
1: Magic
2: number. number nine. Remember That's that?
1: creepy. Stop yeah. it. That
3: was very creepy.
2: No, nobody likes the Beatles reference. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I am the Texas gentleman Tanner Prude. I'm a and I'm joined, of course, by two of my all-time favorite people. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. Mags, Podfather Mags here. He's on the internet. You know him. You love him. Yeah. Well, you know, man. Love you know, a stretch. <laughs>
1: He's the pod father. He's gonna make you a deal you can't refuse. He's gonna wait, wait, wait. I can do I got better. I got better. He's gonna make you a pod you
2: can't refuse. <laughs> He's gonna make you a pod you can't
1: refuse. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's the worst joke I've ever made. Wow. I apologize. Nothing.
2: And, and, no, you shouldn't apologize. And of course, Ori Ori is here as well. She's absolutely amazing. One of the, the stars of the show every week. She just makes my day. Ori, how are you doing today?
1: I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I, some... I don't know if I would call that completely star quality, but I'll go with it.
2: You you, you are a star. I appreciate <laughs> it. You, you've got you've got this new headset that I'm absolutely fascinated by, by the way.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Good. Oh, and they light up.
1: And they light up. Oh, wait.
2: Wow! I'm sorry, I didn't mean to flash you. They they flash too. They
1: do. That's
2: amazing. Wow!
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Where can I get a pair? Mm. Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> All right. So oh, if we'll you were... say I
1: think these are kids style because they are a little snug on my head. So, mm. but so, so a ladies, lot
2: and, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a cat style, quality studio headset, <laughs> Ori or he knows where it's at. Or is I got the hook-up. your hookup. Ori's the hookup. I got your hookup. <laughs> Uh, we are of course uh, brought together today, uh, as the Avengers would be, to discuss uh <laughs> WWE Monday Night Raw from um, was it July 29th of 1996? 29th, yes, mm. season it's, four,
1: episode 30 in the Peacock.
2: It, mm. There you go. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, if you're following along with us here stateside, it's on the Peacock. Uh, yeah, uh, This is
3: week two of the recordings from the Key Arena, I think,
2: in Seattle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were pretty hyped up. Uh, as was Vince McMahon, who I I could barely understand what he was saying at the start of the show. He was like, blah, 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 blah. "I was like, yeah, that's that's about right." Who uh, is this guy?
3: <laughs> who he kicked the fuck out of Armie Johnson? What the fuck's going on here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, we uh, we kick off the show uh, with uh, Psycho Sid taking on Justin Hawk Bradshaw with uh, Uncle uh, Zebekiah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. what a name that is. Uh, (laughs) Psycho Sid, super duper over. He's a big time star. You can tell that fan reaction was incredible when he came to the ring. Uh, What did you think of this match, though? Uh, I'll kick it to Ori first. This match, uh, it's it's on the short side.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, (sighs) what did I write down? I wrote down a bunch of crap about this match. Um, You know, I was hyped for how hyped the crowd was especially Mm. at the beginning of the match throughout the match of course we had a dq due to the bull rope with the bell on it knocking sit out um i feel like they were trying to keep both competitors looking strong Mm. but i I i don't know if it was the way the match was set up but i really feel like they didn't leave Hawk looking as strong as Sid. And I don't think it necessarily had to do with the DQ or with Sid retaliating and attacking both him and Zevakiya after Mm -hmm. the match. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, as far as the opening as a whole, it Mm -hmm. felt more like our more modern Raws, where it was a three, four, five-minute match, Mm -hmm. in and out, the energy level was there. Um, energy level was there th- through the most part of the match, after the match, um, with the attack after the after the bell and everything. And it, it felt like more of what I'm used to from an opening raw segment or, you know, match or what have you. Mm-hmm. And so it it felt like you know, now granted, this may completely change come next week, but it was like, okay, this is what I'm used to seeing from Raw, mm. and so maybe we've turned a corner here. I, I maybe not. I don't know. No spoilers, boys. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: So, but I mean, I, you know, the the match was decent. It was all
2: right. Yeah, it was, it was fine. You know, uh, so oh. psycho. Psycho Sid yeah he he does some moves uh he, he chokeslams uh Bradshaw, and uh Bradshaw takes that very disrespectfully and then what happens mags
3: he cl- he gets clocked with the bull rope <laughs> and the 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 cowbell I mean, is that a thing in in Texas do they have ropes with cowbells on like that It, it seems to be a common trope
2: I mean not really yeah no. I mean, <laughs> you would be you would be a moron to put a cowbell on a on a on a rope like that um I, are I don't, there
1: cowbells on cows
2: um well no but i mean the way that he used it uh, it just doesn't um it doesn't make sense i haven't even really seen too many cows walking around with ropes that have uh the, the bell on it so i mean it's yeah
3: either way this this <laughs> match for me it 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 served one purpose. It was mm-hmm. to keep those energy levels up because that crowd was harped mm-hmm. uh, for for Sid. Uh, I think if you have him in the ring for too long, that harp can quickly die down because, as as good as a as a uh, a character he is, his wrestling work is very very basic. He's the typical big man, all power moves, uh, no kind of like technical wrestling. So if you have him in a match mm-hmm. for for too long. That, that that energy over is going to sap. So having him in uh, a one, two-minute match uh, to open the show, I thought made absolute sense. The finish, mm, I mean, did it need the DQ? Probably not. Uh, but like Ori said, it, it was an attempt to keep uh, Bradshaw looking at least a little bit strong. Um, and obviously Sid is, is the big star in this. So I, I thought it was a, a good way to start a row, um, especially coming off the like, the, the almost lackluster row that we had uh, last week in terms of star power. I thought that this was a good way to, to kick off a show.
2: Yeah, I, I, I 100% uh, agree about you know, it being a great way uh, to kick off the show. I will say I slightly disagree with your perception about Bradshaw uh I thought he came across as uh very weak having to resort to the bull rope in, in less than a minute to 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 go and clock psycho Sid. But,
3: yeah, I, I I get that, but he's yeah. is, is a douchebag character. This is what <laughs> he's playing. He's a typical Texan.
1: Wow. Oh, well
3: that's fifty percent um, that, of our audience gone. I that's,
1: apologize.
2: That's wow. So that's, um
1: <laughs>
2: Moving on, then Your we do, yeah, we, we go backstage, uh, where uh, Farouk Assad is there with his uh, shiny helmet and his funny clothes, uh, saying that he's the, the true modern day gladiator. Um, uh, Sonny's there, you know, she's, she's hyping up Farouk. Uh, Farouk's talking about uh, how there's no rules in street fighting, and he's talking about the life on the streets, and um. I, I don't, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it, I bought into it, uh, uh, in regards to I know that it's Farouk and knowing who Farouk later becomes, like as a character, um, and knowing who Ron Simmons was prior to this, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just can't get, I can't get past the, the the helmet. I fear, I fear that he's about to talk me into a conspiracy theory here, Mag. Do
3: you not believe in the real modern day gladiator, Farouk Assad? How that is disrespectful. No wonder he, he wouldn't class you as his brother either, because he certainly doesn't <laughs> class Ahmed as his brother, as he said in, in his promo. Uh there, there's no oh, rules in street okay. fighting, allegedly. Uh, it's a helmet. It's, <laughs> it's, that's it's, what throws it's it off. off. It's he's, made out of tin foil as well. He,
2: he's about you can to see. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to tell me that the the jet streams in the air are filled with chemicals that are going to manipulate our minds and stuff like that that's, that's the, the exact feeling that i'm going to get uh, looking at this promo um no but uh yeah uh i will say as a positive i'm excited about this potential intercontinental title match between ahmed johnson and farouk Assad at SummerSlam, regardless of silly helmet Ori, how are you feeling about this so far now that we have Farouk Assad on Raw?
1: Um, I'm excited to see Farouk, old school Farouk, you know, as he was as a singles competitor, because I haven't seen much of that. Um, and the promo was OK. Sunny was great. You mm-hmm. know, we, we've hyped Sunny up a lot, a lot. And I think she's she's kind of earned that. I think he stumbled a little bit, but it was a decent promo for all intents and purposes, and it helped build SummerSlam Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. I mean, it kind of did what it needed to do, Mm -hmm. you know?
3: For for me, it's the reason why Farouk attacked Ahmed. It was because he was disrespectful to women. Mm. I mean, is that a reason Mm -hmm. for for him to wear a gladiator outfit and a tinfoil hat? And to uh, come out and and rupture somebody's kidney, I don't know if if oh, that yes. to me builds to SummerSlam. But I the match has the potential to be uh, to be great because we all know that Farouk can go on, and Ahmed Johnson is one of Vince's boys right now. So there's mm-hmm. uh, the potential there to be a to be a banger of a match. Well,
2: and I appreciate you bringing up the ruptured kidney because uh, we we heard that multiple times. Uh, throughout the night here on this show and that's definitely something that you the listener can look forward to when you go and uh and watch this episode
1: uh, <laughs> oh. i wasn't I was sure how you were in a kidney yeah i was like where are you going
2: with this hearing about all? the the ruptured kidney i, I was like oh, hearing that's...
1: About it. yeah no we don't want anyone to actually experience a ruptured yeah. kidney. that would no. be bad
2: yeah that would that'd be terrible we don't want that um Uh, The next match that we get here on the card Is uh, Vader versus Mark Merrow And um, I don't know about you guys But I feel like I've seen my fair share of Mark Merrow The last few weeks
3: He's been on Four out of the last five rows Yeah That's a lot (laughs) Do you think think he's there Because of him Or would it be something maybe To do with a, a certain valet Oh, completely.
2: I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> going with the latter there. Yes, the valet. Um, yeah, Mark Miro accompanied by by Sable. Vader accompanied by Jim Cornette. Um, it's, uh, this match was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, you know. I actually
3: really enjoyed this match. Okay. I thought it was a
2: um, a well done match.
3: I mean, Miro, we we've seen as much as we rag on him in the ring. He has got he's got wrestling chops. He mm-hmm. he's certainly has got the technicals down in the half line. He he misses a few things. I mean, I don't particularly like the kind of a, the wheel kick that he does. The the same kind of kick that bust up Stone Cold's uh, um uh, mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't like his plancher over the top rope. It looks incredibly dangerous. Uh, he he doesn't seem to understand when to let go, uh, and he essentially falls on on Vega and and that sunset flip spot.
1: Yikes, that was mm, rough. That um, was, mm-hmm. it was bad, that was very but, much bad.
3: But good on Vader for, for repositioning himself, uh, ready for the spot. But the in between stuff, I actually really enjoyed. It. I think it Vader still looked like a uh, an animal. Um, Mark Miro looked like he could could uh, attack the big beast. I, I just thought it was a, a well told match, mm. uh, but just that you're always going to remember those spots like that, that sunset flip thing. Oh.
2: Yeah. What What say you, Ori? How, how did Mark Merrow come across to you in this match here?
1: I thought it was a good match. I thought despite, you know, everything, they both still, still looked, oh my gosh, both still looked good once it was over. Mm-hmm despite who won or lost, the only thing that really stuck out to me that was a problem was Cornette and King going in on Sable at the beginning of the match, constantly calling oh. her a dog. It, it was mm-hmm. awful. That was pretty crazy. Like, crittin'. it's one thing to say, like, you know, that's just not my preference. That's a whole other thing to call any woman a dog. Mm. It called like, a lassie. Call yeah. her lasse and Mark Mary or Timmy. Hell no, give me that racket. I'm up to bust somebody's head. Full <laughs> snot. You don't call yeah. no woman a dog. Uh,
2: you, you, went, you went full southern there. But but you're but you're absolutely right. I mean that was that was totally uncalled for. Uh, you know, just mm. um, obviously him being the heel, but there there are um There are things that don't come across so well nowadays. Mm
1: -mm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, I'm I'm a little fired up. I'm trying to calm down.
2: (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. Uh, So so Vader picks up the win here. And that prompts Jim Cornette uh, to uh, call out uh, uh, Jose Lothario uh, to meet him in the ring. And uh, we go to commercial break where we get the super-sized Stridex Big Slam of the Week! Yes. From
3: ten minutes ago.
2: <laughs> yes, from... So from...
3: nothing happened all week that they had to go with something that happened only mm-hmm. ten minutes previous.
1: That's mm-hmm. the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> really?
2: So we, get, uh, so we get Psycho Sid giving the jackknife power bombs to uh, uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw and... Uh, Zebekiah. and that was that was I something. Mean, to be fair, they did look cool. They were decent power bombs. Yeah. yeah, they were they were they were those were on point power bombs for sure. Um, but yeah, Super StrideX pads. They want you to to check out that slam um, because just like in
1: Texas, bigger is better.
2: Bigger, bigger is better. <laughs> and you
1: get and you get fifty five pads
3: in a box.
2: apparently. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot.
1: Wow, Bags was really <laughs> taking specific <laughs> notes during it's this. It's because
3: show. I've seen that advert now a couple of times, and it's obviously a spinning Stradex box. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what Stradex was actually for. It's uh, a, but it's a, it's acne, acne, isn't it? acne yeah. yeah, it's acne, acne treatment. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's basically a acne treatment okay. in toner, like, like, toner, yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah,
1: And clarity. Yeah, it's, then I
3: it's spotted, an a spot of the astringent. fifty-five.
1: It's an astringent already done into the pads and you just pull one oop pull one out and wipe it all over your face and pray to God that you don't, you know, break out anymore, mm-hmm. which never actually works. Well,
3: if you've got fifty-five of the pads, you've got at least a good few weeks of not breaking out.
2: Yeah, you got you got plenty of opportunities to try and see if it works.
1: Mm. You would um, hope, but you do it twice a day. So you've got at least a month worth of pads, mm-hmm.
2: give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh we we have gotten
1: way too much into this stridex thing good lord
2: (laughs) it's a very notable part of the show uh uh, we come back from commercial break (laughs) and and, uh, uh vince mcmahon is in the ring with a microphone along with jim Cornette and jose lothario uh and jim Cornette is talking about how uh lothario was uh training sean michaels and then michaels didn't need him anymore and so lothario was just hanging out at, at his house all the time uh, just waiting until sean michaels finally called him again saying that he needed him and basically was calling him a bum and called him trash and that he considered uh sean michaels trash as well and uh yeah uh, lothario threatens jim Cornette. And uh, Cornette then tries to hit Lothario with the tennis racket, uh, which um didn't go so well for him. Lothario uh, just gives him a, a huge right and knocks Cornet right on his ass. And uh, yeah, it was
3: knocked oh. him on his ass three times with one punch, he fell over three <laughs> times from that one punch. That's that's a solid, solid right hook.
2: Hmm.
0: It was
3: great.
2: Um, A little bit of confusion, though, as we are immediately taken backstage where Shawn Michaels was watching said promo happen, and he is attacked by Mankind, uh, who is using the Mandible Claw on Michaels. Um, Not really quite sure what that's all about.
1: Nope.
3: Mm. I'm sure we'll find out in future episodes.
1: The whole thing, (laughs) like, was very convoluted to me. Because I I felt like the whole point, just to go back just a little bit, I felt like the whole point of the Vader versus Mero match was more so to announce the Raw Invitational Battle Royale, the winner's going to meet... Um, At the Raw after SummerSlam, either Vader or Shawn Michaels, whoever wins. Mm. And then we got this whole thing between, I want Jose Lothario. I want him out here right now from Jim Cornette. Mm. And then we got this really quick clip of Clarence Mason trying to talk Gorilla Monsoon into whomever his client is. Mm. Then we get the Slam of the Week from 15 minutes ago. Like this whole like 10 minutes worth of stuff. It was just, it was so much within a 10-minute time span. And then we get the Goofy Stridex advert with the SummerSlam. And then the whole thing between Cornette and Lothario. And you could not hear Jack or Squat. Like, I rewound that two or three times just to figure out what Lothario was saying. I was looking at the um, closed captions. Like, I caught almost none of it, either... Like, someone should have prepped him before this whole thing. Talk Mm. like if Jim and if Jim planned this and wanted to do it, like, dude, I need you to talk slow, I need you to talk loud. Yes, it feels like I'm yelling at you. I want you to yell back at me because you could not hear him Mm. at all, you know. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the whole thing between Cornette and Lothario. I thought Cornette was on point. He was great. Everything he said was inflammatory and got him the reaction that he wanted, got the reaction of the crowd that they wanted from it. It, it wasn't a bad segment overall. Mm. But you could not... The, the exciting part was Lothario knocking Cornette out and him mm-hmm. falling three different times from one punch. You know, if we're going to let Jose Lothario talk, Vince, hold the mic closer or somebody prep him and work with him so that we can hear what he has to say. That was the, that was my biggest issue with that whole thing right there. And then we get mankind versus Shawn Michaels backstage and no, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but I, like in a week where we've got Farouk Assad all of a sudden coming out of nowhere, Ron Simmons, you know, King yelling out his name on TV, but doesn't know what to call him. And Vince trying to cover it up saying, we don't know who this is. Mm. It just kind of fits the theme for the last couple of weeks. Mm. You know, it's just kind of, we don't know if it's going to make sense. We're just going to throw Jello at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> like that's, that's kind of how it feels to me.
2: Lots of mysteries unfolding here, uh, for for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Mags, we, we are then uh, shown a um, a highlight. Would, I mean, would that be, even be the right word? Uh, a replay, let's let's call it, of uh, Aldo Montoya uh, defeating Jerry uh, the King Lawler with a DDT. Ironically mm-hmm. enough. Um and we, we hear from Aldo Montoya himself, who um for those of you unawares, this is actually just incredible in a um in a in a jockstrap. <laughs> the yellow jockstrap right. <laughs> uh, sure, we'll go with that one. Um and uh for, for someone who is built from from Portugal, he he speaks perfect English with a northeastern <laughs> accent. Um <laughs> it's a little bit strange um so a, a rematch is being scheduled between Lawler and Montoya and Lawler runs down Montoya calling him uh, all sorts of names and talks about how he's the designated driver for Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, and all this and that and um uh, yeah it's um it's 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 a uh, it's again an instance of king being a bit cringe mm-hmm. um yeah uh, and uh, he he does promise Aldo Montoya that he will have bigger problems next week than Jake has ever faced. Uh so we'll we'll see if that happens. Mm-hmm. See if it happens. Yeah. Um, th-
3: this promo was was not good. Um <laughs> poor, poor Aldo Montoya to be put in this position where he's defending Jake, wearing a jock up on his head, uh, and having to to talk with the king Jerry Lawler He was just in a no-win situation, and what what was really frustrating me about it was, you could see all the times he was instead of listening to the promo uh, from King and then reacting to it, he was just waiting to get his words in, and you could mm-hmm. see the amount he almost missed his spot three or four times. And then when he when he finally does get to speak, he says, "Jake only taught him one thing." And then he says, first he taught me to uh, to always like um, give people a chance and then two, he taught me the DDT, so he didn't just teach me one thing. He taught me two things. Uh, but yeah, um, he he promised that he would uh, basically beat Jerry Lawler with the DDT in honor of his uh, of his mentor uh, Jay the State rabbits, mm. which yeah, it was it was not good.
2: The, the the DDT the the famed highly complex DDT. Uh, it's such a
3: difficult move to pick to pick up.
2: <laughs> Thank God, Jake the Snake was there to help assist with the uh, the teaching. Of how to, but how to then
3: King came with a line at the end. Said the DDT is the only thing that Jake wouldn't drink, and it was just. He was just on that that alcoholism all the time and it's mm-hmm. it's it's very very grinding. it's it's yeah. it's exhausting listening to him. i mean there's one point mm. where he says the only reason he lost to aldo Montero is because uh it was um he, he was intoxicated by the fumes coming from aldo's body because he spent so much time with with uh with jake and it's like mm. give it a rest come on man it's mm-hmm. this yeah. trope is getting boring quickly
2: well, and and I'm glad that you said that because that's here in my notes as well. That at this point, it's not just offensive; it's just you're is now getting boring. Like King is like like, <laughs> and that's that, that might. I'm not sure if that's worse, but but for some reason, it feels worse because now it's just like, what else you got to say? Like what what else are you gonna say about this? Yeah.
3: And 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 it's quite clear with with No Show in a couple of a uh, couple of episodes ago. That he's he's really suffering at the moment. He's really kind of struggling with these demons, and for for King to be nailing it on every single week, it's that's that's kicking a man when he's down, and I I, I can't vibe
2: with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have our next match, uh, which is going to be uh, Davy Boy Smith taking on Henry O'Godwin. Uh or No, no,
1: that's that's fine. I, I don't have any thoughts about that. Oh no, we can move ahead. on.
2: Go no, ahead. no, we're
1: good. Go, we're good. Go, go, go,
2: no, go, no. Go ahead. Okay. Well, well, uh, um, no,
1: my okay, okay. Go my ahead. My feeling between the whole Aldo Montoya and, and King thing, it mm-hmm. kept feeling like he was, um, he was trying to get a word in, and it would sound like King was going to shut up and stop, mm-hmm. and then he wouldn't, and he'd be like, <sighs> <laughs> like he would go to he would go to say something, and then King would start up all over again. And it's mm-hmm. like, either take a breath or don't. let the, finish what you're saying so that the kid can talk. You either want the kid to cut a promo or you don't. Mm-hmm. And that kind of drove me nuts
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's another good point. He just wouldn't shut up. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and i think that's maybe one of the 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 bigger criticisms i have of of watching king doing these promos is that yes he's trying to be the the heel he's trying to to just get all the heat on him and that's cool in theory but you gotta give it some space right like it's just i don't know it's a it's a thing um ori since i i didn't go to you directly. <laughs> On that segment, I'll go to you directly on this segment. Davey Boy Smith versus Henry O. Godwin. Uh, this, uh, this was a match. This was a match. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it, Ori?
1: It was a match. <laughs> well, I, I, honestly, it was all right. No. You mm-hmm. know, um, I did see that they had a, a break in there where Sonny will be live in the WWF AOL Auditorium
3: for the news. most downloaded do, 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 do.
1: celebrity. Yeah. Was, and when I heard that noise at first, I was like.
2: Radio oh. techers, right? Yeah,
1: that's no, no. That's not what I heard at all. I thought do, it was like the do, warning do, alert do, system. Do, do. And I was like, that wouldn't break through in the middle of a stream. What the hell? like, are we having a hurricane down here? What the hell's going on? And I'm like, hmm. no, I'm streaming. That wouldn't... How would the National Weather Service break into a stream hmm. to give hmm. me warning information? That makes no sense. Uh,
2: warning, Sunny is on your screen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I mean, I the thought Owen did a great dial-up job. Dial-up
2: internet, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I thought um, Owen did a good job on co- commentary. He he seems to every time he's on it. and And it's a shame that we didn't have him around longer just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. He's a great wrestler and I would have loved to see more from him, but God, he's great on commentary. He he would have been an amazing commentarian, you know, if he was still around, I don't know if that's the right word, but that's the word that I'm going with commentarian. And so, I mean, Davey boy won one with the distraction. It was what it was. Nobody's gonna let anybody from Camp Cornette go over at this point. You know, it, it's just kind of it's kind of like a WCW and the NWO. Like mm-hmm. if you're in a match with the NWO, the NWO is gonna win. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it's a big, big match where we're building more story. For example, Davey Boy versus Shawn Michaels, and now we've got Vader versus Shawn Michaels, and now who's gonna win that? I don't know because I haven't seen it.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: But, I mean, it, it, it was an all right match. Like, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was fine.
2: Fair, fair enough. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code
2: CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 5 99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
0: go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot
1: the chair always use your head
2: mags what did you think of this match we we did have a slop bucket fall over uh, <laughs> yeah, and we finally got to see what the slop is
3: made of. It's made of it's, bell it's peppers, cool. olives. Yeah, yeah, essentially,
2: it's essentially
3: coleslaw <laughs> with olives in.
1: <laughs> olives and bell peppers in coleslaw.
2: I, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't personally see the bell peppers and the olives, but when they turned over the bucket, I was like, "That's coleslaw." Like, it looks like mayonnaise and cabbage for sure. Okay, that's that's fair.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I did not want to look at it too closely. I really didn't.
2: It was certainly oh. not slop anywhere. Yeah. As as um, as a Texan, I can tell you, what I know coleslaw when I see coleslaw, and that is <laughs> that is some coleslaw,
1: or at least you know,
2: the makings of the
3: makings of. <laughs> yeah, I've just got to I've just got to reiterate what Ori said. The the match happened. There was nothing particularly bad or particularly good about the match. This was all about Owen. On commentary uh the way he uh, protected his slammy award the way he gave uh hillbilly jim uh grief for uh, for smelling and uh attracting flowers um mm. the way they even gave uh vince and and king um uh, grief about asking about his brother all the time i thought that was really well on point and he did mention about uh, whether austin versus brett would be a good match it is a really really good match like really really good um but yeah i thought owen was the star of this this whole segment uh especially coming towards the end when he uh he knocked the 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 slot bucket over so we couldn't get uh the the finish and and bulldog was able to to pull off the power slam uh and and get the victory but yeah um it's a segment that happened and owen was the clear clear star of it
2: mm. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, we, we are then presented with, um, uh, <clears throat> one of my personal favorite highlights of this show. Um, we, we get clips of actually Mark Henry setting what was then the U S record for deadlifting at 903 pounds. Um, and I, I may, I mean, it may still be the record for all i know
3: i, I tried to check uh mm-hmm. but i couldn't find the list of records but mm-hmm. um he's a strong boy. yes Woof, he's a strong boy.
2: yeah uh it's about it's about three times as much as i can deadlift um and then he he does uh mm-hmm. he, he does a squat he does a 953 pound squat he can he can uh, bench press 600 pounds he can mm-hmm. even dunk a basketball and he's got charisma what has he?
3: Has he got that last one? <laughs> I don't know about that last one.
2: Um, they they talk about he's his, got a
3: salmon jacket. Yeah, he's got yeah. a really cool salmon
1: jacket. Yeah, not yet, but he will. He
2: he <laughs> he, he, he will one day have a That's salmon right. jacket. We will not be covering that here on a change in attitude, but no. you can definitely find it on the internet. Um, he's gonna be um he, he he he's gonna be at the Summer Olympics. He's been on Oprah. They're making a big. Deal out of uh, out of Mark Henry here, and, uh,
3: and and I think it's because this is just after Jim Ross has uh, essentially signed him to a ten-year deal. Uh, once he's uh, once he's running the Olympics has happened.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very very big deal. He he wouldn't um, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe he actually placed or medaled at the Olympics, but uh, uh, I think one- he
3: came dead last.
2: Mm. Uh, one mr kurt angle however who we may see more of in future episodes he he will actually medal at the olympics in
3: 1996 like a broken
2: freaking neck yes, right indeed um so i i i actually i've met mark henry a few times and i've had a buddy who um w- would actually um I, I, maybe i maybe i can't disclose this. i don't know uh, he, he, he's actually been to Mark Henry's house to, to, for, for work. Um, he's like, like repairs and maintenance and stuff like that. And Mark Henry is a really, a really cool dude from everything that I've, uh, uh experienced and, and no. known about him. So yes, Mark Henry is, 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 he's a-okay in my book. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I did some research for him, uh, for an episode of Badlands, uh, quite a while ago. Um, and, I, I looked into all his kind of like his powerlifting and weightlifting, um, and uh, people around that time when he when he made the transition from weightlifting to powerlifting, uh, said they've never seen somebody be able to make that transition as well as Mark Henry did. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, said on on the on the face of it, it they look like similar sports, but the the fact is they are totally not. uh totally kind of like different ways of training, and it's mm. so hard to pick up uh, one discipline after you've you've uh, spent so long on on the other discipline. And they said he was like a a, a natural at both. He was like a once in a in a generation talented, uh, and the amount of records he set is phenomenal. Mm.
2: Yeah, Mark Henry, uh, like I said, A-OK in my book. He's he's really solid. Uh, Ori, do you have any particular memories of Mark Henry?
1: Uh, Not, I I do. They're not, I I mean, he seems like he'd be a really cool guy. He seems like he's Mm. a a sweetheart of a guy, but some of the things that they did with him
2: Uh. at
1: some point, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you know you know i'm not gonna go there
2: yeah we won't spoil a future episode of a change in attitude just yet uh we're gonna we're gonna watch all of that happen um uh, we move on to the main event segment which is uh actually uh, quite interesting it's the undertaker taking on steve austin Mm -hmm. um which is which is uh I was looking actually quite forward to this match all episode. Um before that we do get some um interesting backstage happenings. Um a a very disturbing promo in a dimly lit room with Mankind and and and, and Gold Dust and and I really I, don't feel comfortable talking about it.
3: <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. It was so so weird.
2: Mom, mankind you- was- yeah, mankind
3: was talking about an incident that happened when he was a kid, and uh, was was it something like, destruction can be beautiful, mm. and then he's there stroking Goldust, and I'm like... Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh. Goldust, is, Goldust is stroking Mankind's arm, and then Mankind was stroking Goldust's blonde wig, and...
3: And then Marlena's uh, in the back...
2: Shocked at the whole thing. <laughs>
1: you know, it's pretty bad when Marlena's freaked out.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, I would be, I, I don't blame her. Um,
3: it, it was a weird promo.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, of course, a setup for, uh, The Undertaker versus Mankind boiler room brawl at SummerSlam, uh, that we'll, uh, be watching here in just a, a few short episodes, I'm sure. Um... Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin is actually, yeah, very much main event worthy. Ori, what did you think of this match?
1: Well, let me first say I'm shocked there was a fourth match because in all of the Raws that we've covered, just specifically for this show, hmm. there have been only three matches max mm. and usually the longest one is at the beginning of this show which is why i say you know this show feels more like a modern raw four matches within an hour yeah that's that sounds just about right anywhere from three to four an hour mm. um so it felt definitely more like a modern raw i thought it was a really good flashback um the thing oh. that threw me off once again was more commentary than anything Vince throws out this line, this is a Donnybrook, and I'm going, what? What? Like, what is this word, and where did he get it from, and can he please give it back? Like, (laughs) it made no sense. And then King throws out, you ever heard of stomping a mud hole and walking it dry? I'm like, oh, so now we're just stealing lines from Jim Ross? Like, what the hell's going on here? What show am I even watching? Like, it was just... Weird. Like, the match was decent. I, I, You know, I I liked everything that Taker and Stone Cold did. I thought it went well. I thought it was very interesting to see Stone Cold play the, no, 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 don't attack me. No, 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 and then go after him. Because in the later versions of Stone Cold, as he gets more confident in his character, that's not something that we see. You know, it's, I'm a badass, and I'm going to kick your ass, and blah, 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 and that's the end of it. You know, and so it was very interesting to see this other side of Stone Cold. Mm. Um, but I thought what they did together was great. I-, I thought it was a decent match. Uh, I liked that they had mankind come out and attack Taker. I like that they did the DQ with the count out, um, on Taker, causing Stone Cold to win. That leaves him still strong. That continues the whole, um, Taker-Mankind encounter. And I, I thought it was great as far as the match goes and as far as the ending went. I thought it was a good match.
2: I'll, I'll pan it over to you here next, Mags, but I, I do want to give the listeners the the update here. And I thank you, Ori, for pointing out what does a Donnybrook mean? Uh, Donnybrook is actually a, it's, it's, I believe it's a county or a suburb in Ireland where they would have the Donnybrook Fair. Uh, I think it was like a fighting festival, if I'm not mistaken, where they would have, uh, you know, quarrels and lots of liquor being con- consumed. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a free for all, basically, uh, It's very uh, tumultuous event that was held from the 13, uh, 13th century all the way through uh, the 19th centuries when it was uh, eventually abolished. So so there you so, go you you so, learned something here on a change in attitude uh so all Vince, right then
3: Vince with those very much up to date references again um
2: yes he, this, he pulled a 17th century yeah, reference yeah.
3: <laughs> this sounds like something he's heard of that day, the day he was recording, <laughs> and he thought, I'm strong-arming this in somewhere. That sounds like my kind of gig. This um, is quite yeah. a Donnybrook
2: here, pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> if we hear that anymore to up to uh, SummerSlam, he has definitely heard of it that day, and he yeah. just put it in every single time.
2: <laughs> he, 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 probably heard, he probably heard British bulldog say it, and then he was like, <laughs> you know what? You know, that's a fascinating word there. <laughs> I got to use it.
3: <laughs> stop it Ugh. yeah but I, I again I'm going to have to agree with Warrior. I thought this match was, was, uh, was really good um, and it's a rematch of one we watched a, a few episodes ago um, mm. with a, a very similar kind of a shenanigans finish but uh, from that match to this match you can see just how much Austin has grown as a character um, he is really taking this uh, this um, uh, stone Cold Three Sixteen um, character and building it very very quickly. Um, I thought that this was uh, is be- the best match we've seen of him uh, in the time that we've uh, we've we've been watching. Uh, mm. I-, I love the whole um, King coming with this uh, the stomping and muddle and walking it dry, only because that ends up becoming Austin's catchphrase, which mm. is um, at least. If King has given one good thing in the nine weeks we've been watching this, it's that he's give Austin a catchphrase that we that we will end up knowing and loving. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a a, a really uh, good match. kept, kept, kept keeps uh, Undertaker strong um, going into the Boiler Room uh, Boiler Room Brawl. Uh, Austin obviously is going to be someone who is going to be strong for the next five, six, seven years, so uh, keeping him strong is, is is something that is definitely on Vince's mind. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great match. I really, really enjoyed it.
2: I will definitely say it, it was better than their previous encounter, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, again, the, the shenanigans finish is, is there, yes, um, but uh, they do make a point of it here as The Undertaker does do a bit of a, a promo uh, post-match saying that Mankind uh, will uh come SummerSlam. Will rest in peace, and um, uh, we were also uh, told about the Invitational Battle Royal next week to see who gets the next WWF title shot after Vader, and uh, of course the Jerry Lawler uh versus Aldo Montoya match, um, which um that 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 was highlighted for a reason. I'm I'm sure. Um. <laughs> uh before we head on out uh let's get the monday night highlights yes monday night highlights here this could be uh something of note good or bad from the show uh or i'll start with you what is your monday night highlight from this week
1: the promo from taker at the end taker has a wonderful way of saying a lot without saying much and making it very impactful Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact oddly enough i heard um uh, i watched a recording once of one mark marrow um doing a a motivational speaking talk for a bunch of people and i believe he said something to the effect of it's 10 percent what you say and 90% how you say it. Mm -hmm. And Taker is definitely one of those people that can put, can say just a little bit. He didn't have to say much one, two, three sentences, but the way that he says them has such the the inflection he puts on his words, his tone of voice, his demeanor in which he carries himself speaks so much louder than the words that he actually says. And I think it does him such service to to his character and I think that's why he is an icon. You know, it's why he is the phenom. You know, I know they were calling him the phenom even then in 96, Mm -hmm. but there's more to it than just his wrestling ability that there's a presence with him that he just has down pat. And it, it, even, you know, even then it was just amazing. But yeah, the, the other thing, the only other note that I had was this was the only other raw that we have watched with four matches. The other one that we have covered was the raw after king of the ring every other raw has been either two or three matches only so i was really happy that we got four matches this week
2: hmm. good deal yeah I, I mean you gotta you gotta give props to the undertaker i mean considering that this was what 25 years ago at this point and uh his legacy still going strong today uh is is quite fascinating um so yeah big props to to, to you Ori, and pointing out to you know uh the undertaker promo i thought it was very good very impactful for sure uh mags what about you what is your monday night highlight this week
3: okay for, for me um i have two um the first one uh, the is essentially an honorable mention but it was just how over uh sarkos it was um mm. i mean just when when he came out, the the cheers and the and the the pops that he got, you you could see him actually spinning around in in the, the aisle, walking to the ring, just absorbing all all the love that he was getting, and the the smile on his face. It's, it, it was cool to see because. He he looks like a, a prototypical wrestler. He looks like he's carved out of granite. Uh, and it, it it was uh it's it, it was just cool to see a hot star on a row we've uh, we've, we've suffered through some, some not so good rows and I thought that was a really uh, entertaining way to to start and get the, the crowd hat from from the very first second. But the the full the the biggest highlight for me was Owen Hart again Mm -hmm. uh and it's becoming almost like a broken record where um guest commentators are becoming the best part of the show um we've had it with our Sonny a a couple of times and owen again has been on commentary before and 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 stolen the show and i think he did that uh with this match It, it got to the to the point where we weren't even really bothered about the match that was happening in the ring because of how good Owen was at being a slimy, cocky heel on commentary. Um, the the hints to uh, um, uh, friction between him and his brother, uh, calling the hillbillies and, and the... Um, Uh, the hog farmers smelling and batting away uh, flies, I just thought he was so so clever, even when he was in the ring and he played up uh, still having an injured uh, wrist uh, he went to to put his arms up and then he was pulling down, he just had it, he just knew uh, wrestling, he just knew how to sell it was so, so well done and it's such a goddamn shame that he was cut off in his prime and what we could have had with Owen Hart, even after retiring, the man he had for the business, the mm. what he could have brought is just—it's such a shame, absolute shame. But yeah, for me, he was the star of the show.
1: I mean, even Vince brought up at one point, you know, it only takes six weeks, eight weeks, whatever, to heal a broken hand. Oh, no, not me. I'm on the road. I'm still wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I'm still working. It takes much more for me as a as a strong, you know, athlete, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> uh, it was just brilliant. And, and
3: to be fair, it does clock people around the head with it on a yeah. regular basis, so <laughs> that will re-injure a broken wrist quite
1: a lot. I would think so. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean I, I don't disagree owen hart is uh is an amazing part of this show and I, and I was also very impressed by uh the the reaction that psycho sid got so yes this, this, these were this was a great call uh for a monday night highlight uh for for me um i i'm i'm almost begrudgingly pointing this out cuz i don't really um <laughs> I, I, it's not a comfortable thing, uh, but I gotta I gotta give it to mankind. When I think of this episode, I all I think of is mankind because of the just how weird and uncomfortable and eerie the promo he cut was and him attacking Sean Michaels. He's obviously making a, a name for himself in, in, in a regard there he's making himself known with the undertaker obviously because of their match coming up the boiler room brawl, uh, with at SummerSlam. Mankind was all over this episode in a way that I really didn't expect. And, uh, yeah, uh, for, for, uh, somebody who would later on, you know, have a, a change of a uh, look, a change of attire. Um, and obviously we get to know some of uh, his other personalities. Um, I, I thought that this was, uh, uh, very, very, uh, well done on his part. Uh, as uncomfortable as it made me, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out how, um, how much of a highlight mankind was for this episode.
3: He mm-hmm. was. It, it was literally all over the show. He mm-hmm. was. uh and and the seeds that he planted for the the Undertaker match, and then what's happening with him and Sean, Why did he attack uh, the the champion? It's all there, and it's uh it's gonna be very interesting to see uh see what happens.
2: Mm, indeed. Uh, any other overall thoughts on the uh, on this episode of Raw here? Uh, Ori or Mags? Ori, we'll, I'll go to you first. No, nah, not really. Oh, okay.
1: I mean, it was what it was, you know? I mean, it wasn't terrible.
2: Mm.
1: It wasn't, you know, the greatest thing. mm. Sliced bread.
2: We we definitely march onwards towards SummerSlam, no (laughs) doubt about it.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah, Mm. It it was. It was no, go ahead, one Max. of the. I was just gonna say, for me, it was actually one of the better rows that we've watched so far uh, in terms of uh, in ring stuff. We got a squash match at the, at the beginning. We got some decent wrestling between uh, um, uh, a a Colossus like Vader and a half life like Mark Mero. Yeah, there were there were points that that didn't hit the mark. The uh, the the sunset flip, Jesus. The Aldo Montoya promo, Jesus. But we still got. Good promos from the likes of Taker, from the likes of Cornet. Uh, the Jose Lothario one was a little bit of a letdown, and then we got a, a great match with with Austin and and Taker. So I think this was probably one of the more positive rows that we've watched in the in the the, the short time we've been doing the show so far.
2: Hmm. Well, I, I can I can definitely say uh, y'all need to go and check out this episode of Raw, July twenty ninth, nineteen ninety six and judge it for yourselves let us know what you think of uh this episode of raw um as again we march towards SummerSlam 1996 that should be a banger uh once we uh once we get a chance to watch it um but uh until then uh ori where can people find more of you and your content out there on the internet
1: you can find me on the twitter At Oriona 75, that's O-R-I-O-N-A 75. Uh, You can also catch me with the same username on TikTok. And you can also find me on Twitch Monday and Friday evenings and occasionally in between. But definitely those two days at 8 p.m. That handle is a little bit different. It's O-R-I-O-N-A 7.
2: Well, there you go. Definitely check out Ori on Twitch. She she's definitely amazing and and she sometimes even drops <laughs> by on our shows as well over on Radio Techers in the chat while she's gaming. So yeah.
1: Definitely. I actually tried to get y'all in I I tried to bait and switch you a couple days ago on uh trying to, trying to get y'all to hop into the Twitch stream. Make y'all think I was playing some uh FM21.
2: Do it. No. You should you should do I'm it.
1: Not playing Football Manager. Do it. <laughs>
2: You should play football manager. I'm not playing football manager. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, We'll am Shooting things, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Meg's, uh, where can't people find you on the internet?
3: Uh... (laughs) Well, you certainly cannot find me at TexasGentleman underscore. Uh, I'm definitely not there. Uh, But you can find me. At Podfather Mags. Uh, in terms of content, I am everywhere. If you've had a podcast, or if, even if you thought that you may be interested in having a podcast, I've been on that podcast already. I've been a guest <laughs> on it. <laughs> but but in terms of my content, I'm uh, I'm uh, part of the team over at Radio Techers with my good friend here, uh, Tanner and Matt Willis, uh, where we have been recently covering uh, the Euros. Uh, spoiler. We're recording this whilst the Euros is still on, so yay for Spain winning the Euros.
2: (laughs) Wow, I can't (laughs) believe Denmark won the Euros.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, other than that, uh, you can find me on um, Five Rounds here on on Chairshot. I'm all over the place. yeah. Come and give me a follow on at Podfather Magazine on Twitter to get links to all my content.
2: There you go definitely definitely check out all of mags content that's uh, it's always a good time uh,
1: tanner where can we find you
2: oh well goodness uh so <laughs> you can, you can find me uh on twitter at TexasGentleman uh, i also operate a couple other handles uh for for some other shows that i do obviously radio techers which is uh where myself and mags and obviously uh, the magnificent Matt Willis, uh, host uh, alternate football commentary. Uh, we're generally joined by a, a special guest. Uh, more and more recently, so th- you may never know who might be dropping in on Radio Techers from one week to another. It might be Hulk Hogan. No, it won't be Hulk Hogan. I promise. It's not going to be Hulk Hogan. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a bad decision. Um, <laughs> but it, it could be you that might be on. Radio techers someday um so definitely check that out uh we uh speaking of hulk hogan oddly enough we, we i actually just got done recording a very fun uh insight on uh the hulk hogan gawker case uh with uh my my friend rob wilkins over on headlock talk uh, where i'm doing my 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 finale, my finale of Headlock Talk. It's going away. It's going to the vault and being retired. Um, so, but you're going to be able to catch a lot of great, fun episodes um, that took a lot of um, work and research, uh, not only on Headlock Talk, but also on Love Wrestling, where that final run will be uh, held there as well. So definitely check out Love Wrestling, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 over here on a change in attitude, which you should also follow on Twitter, by the way. Uh, and
3: I hear we have a C I a podcast on Twitter.
2: Yes. Thank you, Megs. And, uh, I'll kick it back over to you again. I hear we also have an email address where if you have a question or want to write to us, you can, you can do so.
3: We certainly do, and we would absolutely love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on on the shows that we've covered. Or if you are like Steve, or um, you can watch <laughs> weeks and weeks ahead in advance and and I think and he's spider. farther
1: ahead than we are.
2: He's, yeah, he's much further away than. Yeah,
1: because yeah, he was throwing out some stuff on Twitter, and I'm like, homie, I haven't even seen this yet. yet. <laughs> like, where are you, man? Well.
3: I'm I'm so grateful for, for the likes of Steve O and the likes of um uh, Scottish Juggle or Dana. Uh, they've really taken this show to to that and uh, Steve O's never is he, he's, he's kind of like Ori, oh, I don't think he's watched a lot of this stuff. Um so he's he's uh he's watching it for the first time and yeah, it's cool to see see him get so invested in it. Uh, mm-hmm. even if he is way ahead of us now. Um but yeah, you can uh you can send your, your feedback and your thoughts and your questions and opinions uh to us via email at a in attitude podcast at gmail.com. Mm,
2: definitely do that, guys. Definitely do that. It's been an honor and a pleasure to yet uh, again present uh, another episode of A Change in Attitude uh, for my good friends Ori and Mags. I am the Texas Gentleman Tanner Prude. And just a gentle reminder here on the Chair Shot uh, Radio Network to always use your head. Good night.
3: Goodbye.
2: Bye bye. The com. Always use your
0: head. Every day.